0: Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. What's that? Uh, Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Get out there, play hard, enjoy those games.
1: Welcome in to go big or go home. I am the quarantined old man, joined by the marvelous youngster Kevin Cunningham, aka Kid Cunningham on Twitter. How are you doing today, my friend?
2: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You, Troy, uh, on the other hand, not not as good. Um, we no. haven't done the show for a couple of weeks, so yeah, and know. it is due due to the COVID nineteen.
1: The COVID nineteen virus finally found me. And you and I have been talking since the pandemic started in my job and what I do. Uh, I am suspect to being out in in the world in the virus. And I do apologize to people if I've got a raspy voice, a stuffed up nose, because I did contract the COVID-19 virus. I was a positive test. And I I just want to give a PSA, youngster, before we start the show. We usually don't sit out here and get on soap boxes and we don't do political stuff, but it, I'm at a point right now where we've talked about it a million times during the pandemic. Wearing a mask sucks. It sucks beyond belief, but I did everything in my control. Uh, my company guidelines, the mask, the sanitizing, the six feet, being safe. I did everything. Everything that I could do, because as I told you, yeah, I feel like crap, but I'm going to recover. My wife, on the other hand, has a multitude of health problems, and after I tested positive, she went and got a test. Her test came back abnormal. Not positive, abnormal, but I'm quarantined in one room. She's quarantined in another room. I can hear her cough through the walls. She has health problems. I am more worried about what's going to happen to my wife recovering than myself. Thus, it led me to post on LinkedIn. And for all the followers on LinkedIn that listened to the show, that gave me support, I appreciate every bit of support. Because for those of you that want to continue to say it is your right not to wear a mask, it is your right to go in public and do what you want, that is a bunch of BS. You need to be unselfish and think about other people that can really be affected by this virus. Again, youngster, right. I feel like crap. I literally do. I feel like crap, but I'm like, you know what? We didn't do a show last week. Got to do one this week. I will, I, will, I, I will barge through it. I feel good enough I can get through it. Last week, I did not. <laughs> last week, there's no way I could have got through any shows. But again, and it may sound like I'm preaching, and it may sound like I'm on a soapbox, and I am, because you always think, oh, it's my right. You know what? It is your right. Stop being selfish, because there are people out there that are going to be affected by this virus in different ways. And again, youngster, I did everything that my company asked. Every time I went out, I wore a mask. I had sanitizer in my car. I washed my hands at home. Lysol wiped, we Lysol sprayed, we did everything, but somewhere in the world, I caught the virus, and why is that? Because somebody was selfish, and didn't want to follow the guidelines, so there's my little rant, youngster, I hope everything's well, hope you hope you and the missus had a good Thanksgiving, ours sucked, literally, we didn't have a Thanksgiving, <laughs> yeah. my wife and I both quarantined, my son, negative test, so he's he's upstairs, Running the roost upstairs in the house by himself because his test is negative, which is great. But yeah, we didn't have a holiday because of COVID, and you know we'll make it up. But we're going to do a show today. But I hope you had a good
2: holiday, youngster. How are you? I did, um, obviously. Sorry to hear about your uh, your Thanksgiving week of of hell. Uh, to be honest, is is what it is. Um, but. I think it's something to piggyback off of you and, you know, maybe we lose listeners forever because of what we're saying here, but at the end of the day, and you can say that, okay, masks are uncomfortable. Um, and like you said, Troy, the whole thing of it's your right not to wear a mask it, to me, I'll, I'll disagree. And I'll say it, it is your right not to wear a mask at the same time. If you decide to do that <laughs> then you just, Simply put out to the world that you don't care about other people. You don't care how it affects other people. You don't care that you could potentially pass a virus that kills other people. So it's it's that simple. I mean, either you have a brain and you're caring enough to put on a mask for 10 minutes while you're at a store or whatever it is, or you're not. To me, it's that simple. Um, And then there will be people who go against it and say, well, how do you know masks are even that effective? Are they even effective at all? Is it pointless in the end of the day? So, you know, at the end of the day, it's just going to be an And
1: honestly, youngster, I guess I could make that argument, right? Sure. Because I, I wore a mask every every place I went, but I look at it, and I'm trying to think, where did I contract this? And I'm thinking, okay, well, there were times when I didn't have a glove on, and I, maybe I touched something at one of the stores I was at when I was out with my guy, right. when I was out in the yeah. field. I touched something, I touched my mask, and then, you know what? Guess what? I took the mask off when I got in my car, I touched my face. There I go. Right. That's yeah. probably how I got it. It sure. wasn't for in passing from another person because I had my mask on.
2: Every time I came yeah. in contact with somebody, somewhere I touched the virus, right. somewhere. Right, and masks are not, you know, again, 100% <laughs> the be-all, end-all. There's no way you can get the virus if you have a mask. Um, if two people have masks on and they pass by each other, it can be transmitted. I mean, there's a reason why, you know, However, many hundreds of thousands of people have contracted the disease. You know, it's not all perfect practice, and terrible practice leads to someone getting it. Um, But again, it's just it helps. (laughs) I mean, it's it's something blocking your mouth, your face from another person's mouth and face. Um, It's to me, it seems silly to say that it wouldn't at least help. Is it 100% preventable? Preventative? No. You know, I, I can't say that, but. It obviously is helpful in some way, shape, or form. Um, but anyway, so. Now yeah, and I'm lost, just asking
1: people to be safe. That, that's it. And like I said, you know, youngster, I, I'm going to recover. Uh, I don't know how long it'll take. Uh, I, need, I need to, according to my tracer, I need to quarantine until the 5th of December. Uh, I just worry about my wife. Uh, and that's that's my biggest concern right now with, uh, with her health problems. Uh, I do want to pass this out. We are recording on the interpeak virtual studio line so thank you inner peak for sponsoring our studio line but i do want to youngster i do want to pass out all the thanks to people that that try to reach out to to myself and my family during this time you know two of us quarantined uh so a lot of people reaching out asking if they can bring us things uh, i know my half sister brought over some lysol wipes and wanted to bring food over unfortunately where my wife and i are, we can't taste, we can't smell, so to eat food, right now we have no appetite. <laughs> so right. yeah, it's like, hey, thanks for the offer. We're good. If you want to bring over some juice, that would be great. You know, we're trying to keep fluids. But yeah. uh, I do want to personally just reach out to all my friends and family that are listening, that have reached out, that have offered a helping hand during this time, because it is trying, youngster. You know, and, and we've sat here, and for a year now about, uh, we've we've heard stories, and you and I have not been a part of it. Now I am part of it. And it, it just became a reality. Like, wow, when, when you're quarantined, you're quarantined. And believe me, uh, I've done a lot of thinking, because oh, all you can do is sit in this room. And yeah. not even having the energy, though, to be online. I haven't been online for a week. I've rarely done DraftKings, so you know I feel like crap when I've rarely yeah. done DraftKings. But it's just one of those things now that you're, you're a part of it, and when you are a part of it, it really gives you a different light as to what's going on in the world with this COVID. And quarantine is nothing to, to laugh at. And people say, oh, yeah, quarantine and get off of work. Guess what? I wish I could go to work today. I really wish I could go to work. I am right. tired of being quarantined, and I'm only half done. I'm only halfway home, youngster. So I snuck out to the garage because that's still kind of quarantining. I went out the room. Went through the kitchen, went outside to record just to get outside for a little bit. But I'll tell you what, it's a real thing. But Big Ten, youngster, Big Ten is also being affected by COVID. I mean, it's it's one of those things. We've got a lot of COVID implications going on right now, and it it sucks for the Badgers. We'll talk about those, those Badgers in a little bit but it's affecting the Big Ten in a big-time way right now, Youngster.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And that's, I think, the overall theme of this show um, this week. Again, we missed last week's show, um, again, due to what we've just been talking about the last 15 minutes. But at the end of the day, like, there's rules put in place for the Big Ten for the college football playoff that you have to play a certain amount of games. Um, To be eligible for the Big Ten championship the college football playoff and that number is essentially six It's not set in stone. Uh, It is the number six is as far as I Believe the college football playoff you have to play six, but if you play five And you get to the Big Ten championship and you win and so that's six and then you could theoretically that way get into the college football playoff That's kind of Ohio State's hope at this point because they've already had two cancellations. They're hoping to play this coming Saturday against Michigan State. Um, If they don't, then the max games that they can play would be five. Um, So that's where things obviously get interesting. Um, As of now, they're still on top of the Big Ten East because they're 4-0. Indiana's 5-1. Ohio State beat Indiana. Again, we missed last week, um, so we're kind of skipping over. I, I, to to go through those games from two weeks ago would be, would be pointless at this point. Um, I can list off the scores. Minnesota on Friday, November 20th, this again was two weeks ago. Minnesota beat Purdue by a field goal. Ohio State beat Indiana. They were in control of that game. Indiana scored 14 points in the fourth quarter to make it interesting. Ohio State ended up winning by a touchdown. Northwestern beat Wisconsin. That was a massive game. Um, for the Wildcats, Illinois beat Nebraska, and Iowa beat Penn State. Oh, and Michigan beat Rutgers in triple overtime. Um, so <laughs> there, there were a number of you know, interesting things that we could talk you know, for an hour straight about a few of those games. But again, two weeks ago, uh, to go over those games, kind of pointless. But anything in general, Troy, that you want to hit on? Um, obviously, Wisconsin losing, but at the end of the day, I mean, they've played three games to this point. So had they won that game and been 3-0, and there'd be no way they could get to the Big Ten Championship. The, the other thing I want to mention, too, before I, I let you talk about two weeks ago, um, is that it's possible to get to the Big Ten Championship if you only play five, but that means the rest of the conference, and I don't remember the wording exactly of it, but I believe if the median number of games the average number of games played by Big Ten teams this season is, I think it's less than six or it's five, whatever it is. Basically, if a number of games get canceled across the board and every team is missing a game, basically, then obviously you have to have a Big Ten championship somehow. Um, so at that point, you could play five games and get in. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it, it
1: all the- depends. It's, it's on an a- It's on an average number of games per team. And just yeah. looking at it, like, literally for that to happen, youngster, like, half have the to, have to schedule every week from here on out would have to be canceled. And and well, to be honest, fairly, it, it almost could be. I mean, it could. Yeah. But where, where they're at, I mean, I, I look at it. The world, the world we're in, it sucks as a Badger fan. That Northwestern game totally sucked watching it. Northwestern, honestly, Kevin had control of that game. Graham Mertz looked like the young quarterback that he was. Uh, looked like right. he was confused a little bit. Uh, it was it was evident that the the dominating run game that the Badgers have had over years was bottled up by Northwestern. I love the young kid Berger. I mean, he's going to be a good one. But it, it was it was evident that Northwestern they're a good team. They're they're a really good team. They they had a game plan, but it, it was evident uh, with Graham Mertz, a young guy. Uh, would Cohen have done any better? Probably not. Probably not because they couldn't establish the run. Uh, Defensively, you know, the Badgers, Northwestern's a good team. And unfortunately, Northwestern handed it to them. And it's always a tough game. But as far as, you know, the games go in the conference, we'll let it roll as, as it is. I mean, we look at it, it is pretty evident when the season started, you and I both agreed. And I think most of the country would agree. Ohio state was really the only true contender in this conference that would be sniffing the college football playoff. And so I'm sitting here today going, man, I know, I know, uh, coach day, uh, is not going to be able to coach on Saturday. He's in the protocol right. my, my best out to him. I'm going to give my best to everybody now that has it since I have it. And I know what it, know what it is to go through this. It is not right. fun. So, uh, Best wishes to him. I know Coach knows knows me from, you know, an, an ant on the an ant hill. But I really hope they play because I want the Big Ten represented in the college football playoff. And Ohio State is yeah. the team in the conference that is good enough to be there. But unfortunately, if this game now gets canceled on Saturday, their hopes could be darted also. Yeah. Luckily, and I, we're recording this on Tuesday, the first. The, the new college football playoff ranking will come out. Hopefully, Ohio State will land in and stay around four. Hopefully, they'll be in the top four, even though they didn't play, because I do believe they are one of the top four teams in the country. Unfortunately, yeah. if they can't play games, I, I can't fault the committee for dropping them if all of a sudden games are being canceled. I can't fault the committee for that when there's teams below them that are playing. You can't just right. say, okay, well, yeah, well, they look good from a game three weeks ago. I can't right. fault the committee if they would all of a sudden drop Ohio State down. So I hope no more games for Ohio State get canceled because I do want to see a Big Ten team in the college football playoff. And I know you're an Ohio State fan, so you definitely want to see them there. But as a Big Ten fan, I, 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 I can't imagine, and I'm in a number of groups in Facebook, And, you know, people are like, oh, you know, they want that game canceled. They don't know how Why don't you want a representative from your conference in the college football playoff?
2: The people that that are saying that are absolutely idiotic. Like, if you think Maryland tried dodging Ohio State or any of these teams are dodging other teams so they don't lose by 70, it's still advantageous. for you to actually play that game because it could help Ohio State get into the playoff, which helps make Ohio State money, which inevitably helps make the Big Ten money, which inevitably helps make you money. Like these teams, they share an amount of money every single year um, based on revenue. And if you want no teams in any major bowls or the college football playoff, guess what? That means less money for you. So that's fine. If you want to, if you want to do that, great. But I think every institution wants more money. I I, I think that's fair to say. Um, so no, I don't think teams are dodging other teams because they think they might lose that that's absurd (laughs) because on one hand you could also pull an upset and beat Ohio state, ask Purdue, ask Iowa the last few years. I mean, you know, so, let alone these other tips, like trying to avoid Iowa or trying to – like, are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, I, it makes zero sense at the end of the day. Um, from I, the I will
1: say this, youngster, on the Big Ten protocol,
2: the 21-day thing to me seems a little overkill.
1: It really does. It As far as if you test positive, you got to be out, what, 21 days? That's what it is for a yeah. player? Uh, yeah. I, I believe that's overkill. I mean, I'm sitting here, and I'll use my personal experience now. I I went to an official testing site. I got tested. I got an official email that said you you are positive for COVID-19. I had a county official, a Brown County official, call me to talk to me about tracing, about quarantining, and about when I can return to work. And I started my symptoms... Prior to Thanksgiving, on that Monday is when I went and got tested. So a week from this past Monday, I have to quarantine till Saturday. I can return to work on Monday. So that is, what, 14 days? Right. Granted, if I am symptom-free, blah, 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 I'm not, and I don't have to go get retested. It, it is basically a self, I guess, self-proclamation that I feel better and I can go to work. I was giving okay. the instructions as to what I need to do and what I should be looking for to go back to work, but I don't have yeah. to go get retested and be negative to go back to work. These players are getting tested. So to keep them out for 21 days right. I think is overkill. And, again, it's been, what, eight days now, uh, a little, little more than that. Uh, not, not quite. I guess eight days. I do feel a little better, but I'm still, I still feel under the weather. But 21 days, that, that, that's insane to me that you can't play for 21 days. Now that I've actually went through it and I'm sitting here with COVID and looking at, and again, a lot of time to think. There's nothing else to do when you're in a room by yourself. But think, 21 days, I'm going to be able to go back to work in 14 Right, which is about the normal time that they're telling people, 10 to 14 days, quarantine. Right. And these players are getting tested every day. So I do believe that the, the Big Ten rule is overkill, and I think they went a little bit overboard with that. And I think that maybe – I mean, it's part of this problem too. Canceling games, I understand. A certain percentage of your roster and your staff is infected – Positive test, okay, you can't play. Fine, understand that. We're seeing it in the NFL, too. But I just think it's overkill 21 days.
2: No, yeah, I, I would agree with you. And, I, you know, you see players, teams across the country playing earlier than that, uh, not spreading it in games right after players are testing. So, I mean, you know, it's yeah, it, it is overkill. Um, they're leaning on being more safe, but... The conference, I mean, may be costing itself a lot of money because of that. And that's, you know, we've talked about that, you know, safety versus um, money and <laughs> what, what route the Big Ten decides to go. And so, but anyway, um, yeah, that was two weeks ago. There was a game canceled two weeks ago. Um, last week, last week's action, um, we'll, we'll go through each game, but you know, I, to me, it's it's more about looking forward. Um, big picture, this conference, what can happen. Um, but last week, there were two games canceled, Ohio State, Illinois, and Minnesota, Wisconsin. So there were only, what was it, five games? Um, yeah, and on Friday, November 27th, to get into last week's action, Iowa against Nebraska. We did not have any locks for this week because we uh, did not do a show. <laughs> for, for this. Hey, we
1: didn't lose. We did not lose, youngster.
2: There we go. We were uh, unbeaten, so to say. Uh, but <laughs> Iowa beat Nebraska 26-20. Um, I, I was won four straight games. That's that's something to note. Um, Tyler Goodson, I was running back had 30 carries in this game. Uh, Nebraska, I mean. I, I don't know what you can, what you can really say uh, about the direction of the program, where it's going. Is Scott Frost taking this team in the right direction? Are they getting better? It's hard to say. You're getting better if you're one and four. Adrian Martinez played in this game. He completed 18 of 20 balls, um, but at the end of the day, you have to convert into touchdowns. Um, you have to score more than 20 points. You can have 90 percent accuracy, but at the end of the day, if it's 3rd and 6 and you complete a ball for 4 yards, that doesn't mean anything. Um, It doesn't mean anything if it's 2nd and 10 and you complete one for 8 yards and then on 3rd and 2 you get stuffed and you have to punt. Um, So, you know, stats can look nice, but at the end of the day you have to convert on 3rd down, you have to score touchdowns instead of field goals, you have to connect on your field goals instead of missing them, you know, and so on. So, Nebraska just did not do that against Iowa, hence them losing by one score. But so, just uh, interject whenever you feel free, Troy. Um, but I'll just keep going on unless you interrupt. Yeah, uh, no, I mean, it you... was
1: uh, real quick on, on this.
2: Yeah.
1: You, you look at and we mentioned this with with Frost in Nebraska. The expectations of that program were so high when he got hired. Like they went from a, a mediocre Big Ten team to all of a sudden we're going to win a national championship. Right? Why? I mean, you you could have hired Vince Lombardi, you could have hired Don Shula. You name any of the great coaches out there. Like You're Vrabel. going to all of a, <laughs> There you go. There <laughs> you go. You put Vrabel in there. <laughs> you're going to you're going to elevate a mediocre Big 10 team for the last couple of years into an all of a sudden a a Big 10 contender and a national championship contender why don't you start with winning a Big 10 championship first or getting to right. the Big 10 championship game first then start putting these top 10 expectations on a program right. and I, I don't want to say that's why this program is all of a sudden in disarray because, oh, my God, the expectations are overwhelming, and that's a bunch of malarkey for even saying that. Being in the sports world, being in a competitive sports world, playing, coaching, when there are expectations on your shoulders, youngster, you play travel basketball. And your expectations coming from your community with that travel team you you represented that community, right? So when you yeah. went to a tournament, there were expectations of how you're going to compete right like you're yeah. the best of the best in your little area right and so you're expected to do this I, I was I was on competitive soccer I played played college I coached college. when the expectations are there, your mind starts I don't want to say believing it. But sometimes you're trying so hard, so hard to be perfect, to be perfect. Like, I've got to do this. This is the expectation. I've got to be better. I've got to – well, guess what? You can't get better before you get good at one thing. And that's what I think I see happening in Nebraska. They're They're trying to be Big Ten champions when they should just worry about starting to build a foundation to get to the championship game. Like, start getting good at some things and keep building on them. But they like wanted to skip all those steps in between, and it's backfiring right now. I think you got to strip it down and start over if you're Scott Frost. And you know what? It's COVID nineteen. Give them a pass. Let next year be a measuring stick. But start yeah. over and take the ex- strip the expectations.
2: Take them away because you're a mediocre team in the Big Ten.
1: That's
2: all I got. Yeah, and from a from my little point of view on on what I did sports wise back in the day was you can pick up a really talented player from 40 minutes away to compete on your team. And that's great. And you practice with them. And I, this happened where we picked up a couple kids that literally lived like 40, 45 minutes away. Um, and they would play games with us. They would travel to tournaments with us, do that kind of stuff. And they'd practice with us. They'd drive 45 minutes to practice. And you can see the talent. It's like, yeah, we got better because look at these kids, look at what they can do. Um, but at the end of the day, you either play better as a team on game day or you don't, and you can have expectations within yourself and the team, and you can believe that, but unless you actually do it on the court, on the field, on the ice rink, on the whatever, then it is what it is. Your record is what it is. And that's how good you are. You can be more talented than the other team, but if you lose at the end of the day, you lose. (laughs) So, you know, Virginia winning a national title, maybe they weren't the most talented team in college basketball that year, but they won the title. And so that's all that matters. And the year before, if you're super talented and you're more talented than a 16 seed, but you lose the game, then it is what it is. Your season is done like it doesn't matter um so at the end of the day you know your expectations can be through the roof they can be terrible but either things come together on game day or they don't obviously there's a lot that goes into that and nebraska has not been doing those things clearly because they keep losing when they win so anyway moving on saturday um michigan state over northwestern that was kind of the biggie um to take away really uh northwestern this is their first loss at the same time, Northwestern is still um, certainly in command of the Big Ten West um, that's you know I guess you know what's interesting Troy is if Ohio State doesn't get to six games and Northwestern wins the West, you're looking at playing well they're they're definitely playing Indiana <laughs> if that's the case um, that's you know Northwestern can certainly win that game with their defense and win the Big Ten. And at the end of the day, I mean, it's it's weird how it would be viewed because Northwestern could go the entire season, lose one game, win the Big Ten championship, and what do we think of that come next year if they don't beat Ohio State en route to that? Like, yeah, you had a good season. You beat Wisconsin. That was fantastic. At the end of the day, you still lost a game you shouldn't have, um, which Cost you a perfect record, which may cost you a college football playoff spot. Um, you know because this team is ranked eighth currently. It's not as though they're in twentieth, um, but or I guess eighth a week ago, um, going into that Michigan State game. But I guess to me, it, it'd be interesting to see a year from now if Northwestern goes on to you know go seven to one and win the Big Ten, beat Indiana, and inevitably go to. I would assume go to a bowl game assuming bowl games happen and do what you do, but well I heard the Sun Bowl know. today is going to be canceled for the first time since nineteen thirty five yeah. yeah so it it's just not to take away from what would be Northwestern's big Ten title, but if you are <laughs> if you are doing that without having to play Ohio State just because they didn't play enough games. It's not as though Ohio State disappointed and they lost twice. They're just not playing enough. (laughs) It's, I don't know. It, It would be interesting. Certainly in my mind, Troy, honestly, I would take something away. And that's not, maybe that's not right, but it would leave a lot on the table if Northwestern wins the Big Ten this year, and yet they didn't have to play Ohio State because Ohio State only played five games instead of six. Yeah, I mean, that, that...
1: unfortunately, youngster. We talk about this in all the sports. Twenty years from now, there might be a little asterisk that said COVID nineteen year, but in the rafters, it'll still say two thousand twenty Big Ten champion. For
2: sure. For sure.
1: You know, and so twenty years from now, you know, a kid born today is looking up in the right. rafters. You know, is attending Northwestern and sees right. two thousand twenty Big Ten football champions. They're, yeah. they're not going to care that they didn't play Ohio State. They're not going to care about COVID nineteen. It'll be something that'll be wrapped in history books, like oh, what a year we had. But in the rafters, it'll still sw- it'll still swing. Two thousand twenty Big Ten football yep. champions.
2: Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it, it just depends on who you are, <laughs> I guess, and how much you know. So well, I'll and, remember.
1: Right. I'll I'll be I'll be a grand old seventy at that time and I'll still remember two thousand twenty.
2: Yeah. Maybe I, there, there's no forgetting. <laughs> there's no forgetting this year. Um Alright, let's but, move on to some other games. Yeah. Uh Indiana over Maryland twenty seven eleven. Um the big monster thing about this is not Indiana winning by sixteen points going to five and one. Um, that's great. But Michael Penix Junior, their quarterback, torn ACL out. So that's that's, that's huge news to take away there. Yeah. I, and again, Indiana could very well be representing the big 10 East in the big 10 title game and be without their starting quarterback. And this is where he, he was had staking
1: him. claim. Youngster. Nobody was, really, I mean, we knew of him. We do a big 10 show. We follow the big 10, but if you look and you know, as I was following and as you all the big 10, I mean, yeah, his name came up, and he did this and did this, but in my mind, he was trying to stake a claim as Big Ten Player of the Year. The guy was playing that good at quarterback where you could have mentioned him as Big Ten Player of the Year. He he may not have won it, but he certainly deserved to be mentioned.
2: He would have been second behind Justin Fields, and I don't even know if Justin Fields is eligible for awards of that nature if they don't play in six games. I have no idea. But, yeah, to me, he would have been... He would have been second. There's uh, no one on Northwestern that would have overtaken that, and no one from a two-loss team or Wisconsin, in my mind. Um, so yeah, Penix, would have. He would have been the guy. Yeah. Assuming. So that's
1: a big loss for Indiana. So we'll see how that we'll see how that affects them moving forward.
2: Yeah. Again, it just depends on <laughs> how the rest of the year shakes out in terms of cancellations or not. But. Anyway, um, the other two games from last week, Penn State over Michigan, 27-17, hallelujah, Penn State won a game. They are now one I watched that game.
1: Did you? Yeah. I got, I, well, again, I'm quarantined, youngster. What else am I going to do? I'll tell you, no, I've I watched a lot of stuff. I mean, <laughs> not. We don't okay. have enough time on this show. Spectrum original shows. This show called the the <laughs> Temple. i I'm, I love it. I love it. Uh-huh. I I I was like I was tired of watching sports. Believe it or not, I got tired. I got tired of watching sports, youngster. Quarantine <laughs> in a room for 20 hours a day, literally. Yeah. And I I but I'll tell you, uh, I watched that game and you know, Penn State. It, it, it's evident to me. It is very evident to me that it is time for Harbaugh to go. I know I've said it now, probably about a month ago I said it. I just watched this game. And, you know, James Franklin, it's one of those years. You can kind of, you know, lick your finger, do the little in the air, just chalk it up to COVID maybe. You know, I I think Franklin will do a fine job at Penn State, but Harbaugh Michigan, yeah. yeah, it's time to move on. It really is. I mean, then there's going to be a couple of jobs in the NFL, and I think I think Harbaugh knows that. And I don't want to say he looked disengaged. I mean, I think he's faking it well, but I think he's checked out. Harbaugh's
2: checked out. Yeah. Yeah. I, at the end of the day, he knows they're not really playing for anything. Um, either they beat Ohio State, and that's fantastic, or they're they're just not playing for anything on a week-to-week basis. Anymore.
1: Even I mean, I hate to say this because you're an Ohio State fan, but wouldn't that be some poetic justice? He beats Ohio State and resigns.
2: <laughs> that that would actually be hilarious. That would.
1: I, I mean, be because at this point, so is that is that what the boosters are saying? Like, okay, well, we're going to wait. We're not. Gonna, we're going to wait. If he beats Ohio State, bring him back. Right.
2: I, right. If Maybe. I'm
1: Harbaugh and I beat Ohio State, why the hell would I want to come back?
2: Because you can beat the best team in the conference, Troy. Oh, yeah. Well, you can.
1: But I just – I don't want that to happen again, Young Stroud. I don't want any Ohio State games canceled. I want Ohio State in the college football playoff. I want to see them against the best of the best. But it would be, like you said, it would be funny if Michigan, for some ungodly reason, pulled this (laughs) massive upset in Harbaugh's last game. He beats Ohio State. Walks in the press conference, flips the bird, and says, I'm done. Good riddance. And walks Um, out. I mean, it would be funny. But Mm -hmm. but as a Big Ten fan, as a Big Ten fan, as a Big Ten co-host of the show, I want Ohio State to win. I want Ohio State in the college football
2: playoff. But it would be funny. It would be. (laughs) Yeah. Um, to me, once Michigan got completely blasted by Wisconsin, that to me was when okay, you're done. To me, that that was that was it, because that's a program you should you theoretically out recruit every single year. And so, if you're getting killed by a team like that, it's one thing to lose to Wisconsin. Yeah, it's, it's one, one thing, thing to get when, beat,
1: but they got dominated. Yeah,
2: right. It it just wasn't even. Rem- remotely close. That's, that's like, more than... Like the
1: score uh, of the Penn State game that they lost to Penn State, that should have been more like the Wisconsin-Michigan score. Right. A two-score game, a 10-point game, a 14-point game. I mean, college yeah. athletics, youngster, let's be real. You, you lose by 14, that's a big number, but that's more common to, to lose yeah. by 14 to even a, a, a better opponent. But yeah. when you lose by 14, Four or five
2: scores—that that's ridiculous, right? Yeah. So anyway, um, Kevon Lee, uh, running back at Penn State, he, he had a good day. So <laughs> if there's something to note there, a lot of people have good days um, against Michigan. Yeah, they do. Michigan is two and four now. By the way, Penn State is still last in the conference. Why are they last? Because Rutgers uh, beat Purdue. That's the last game from last week that so <laughs> we're going over here. So Rutgers two, two and four. two, two and 4 same, They played six games. Michigan played six games. They have the same record. I mean that Michigan
1: gets the tiebreaker though,
2: youngster, because in over triple, triple
1: overtime, Michigan got by mighty Rutgers.
2: Yes, very, very <laughs> mighty record. Um Aiden O'Connell, <laughs> Aiden O'Connell missed this game, Purdue's quarterback, um, so Jack Plummer was in. That's You can't necessarily say that's an excuse. Obviously, you're better if your starting quarterback is in, but they still scored 30 points against Rutgers. The problem was giving up 37. Um, that's, that's what happens at Purdue is sometimes they give up 37 points, <laughs> and unfortunately, they only scored 30. Um, so that's, you know, unless something drastically changes, this happens every year to Purdue, where you give up 37 points probably multiple times during a season. Because and the, I think
1: this is a good time, youngster, to, to say how important a good college football coach is. Because Rutgers has two wins. When's the last time they had two wins in the Big Ten? And have, has, ever? has the – has the scope of that program as far as the skill level of players changed right. from one year to the next? Not really, especially in no. a COVID-19 year. You made a coaching change, and you brought in a culture of winning. You brought in a coach that expects to win, even though he knows that. See, and this is the difference right now between a Frost and a Rutgers. Rutgers yeah. understands where they're at. Rutgers understands who they are in the Big Ten. We are a bottom dweller in the Big Ten. Right. May we catch lightning in a bottle one year and be near the top? We could. But they're doing it right there, youngster. They're buying into the program, and they're going out and they're fighting for 60 minutes, fighting for 60 minutes, and sometimes longer if you're going to triple overtime. But that starts at the top, it starts with the coach. Yeah. It starts with the coach believing in his players, and the players believing in the coach. And I'm not saying that they don't in Scott Frost in Nebraska. But I'm just thinking the way that the way that the expectations are laid out in both of these programs. Like Nebraska, college football playoff or bust. Okay, well, you're going to bust. Rutgers, hey, it's win a game or bust. Hey, we won a game. Let's win another one. Right. Let's go win another one. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we won two.
2: And same thing as at Michigan. Maybe they'll win three by the end of the year. Who knows? Yeah. And the same thing for Michigan, uh, you know, it's beat Ohio state, get to the college football playoff or bust. That's just and, what
1: and it is. We talked about that youngster in reality, though, that is not an unfair expectation. It really is right. not I what mean, we're, where you're at, where you're at with the, the prestige of that program. Is it unfair for the coach? Yes. But when you look at that program, you're not trying to rebuild. You, yes, you've got to get to that level where, you know what, we're, we're the second or third best team, but that's what they want there. So maybe it is a little unfair, but to have that expectation of that program there, I don't think it's totally unrealistic. Like as a Badger fan, my expectation is to win their division every year. That's right. my expectation of the Badgers. That's what they've built. They have built that yeah. expectation. And now every once, in, every once in a while, they're going to they're gonna get a quarterback like Mertz. You and I have talked about it. Maybe one trip, one trip to the college football playoff in his four years, that would be my Christmas. That would be great to me. But every year, my expectation, granted now this year, due to COVID, can't play in the Big Ten championship. However, every year, that's my expectation of the Badgers. I expect them to win that division. Anything less than that,
2: disappointment to me. Yeah. Uh, one thing I want to say, too, is what, what were the expectations when Dabo Sweeney got hired at Clemson? Was it to be a national power and finish in the top two and beat Alabama multiple times? Or was Clemson at that point like a top 25 fringe program, <laughs> you know, winning eight games a year? I mean, that, that's what Clemson was. And Chip Kelly going to Oregon, like, what were the expectations for a New Hampshire coach going to Oregon? Was it to blow everyone out by 30 at halftime and venture starters in the Pac-12 and crush USC by 60 points and make it to the national title game and lose to Auburn? You know, expectations are (laughs) there's something. Um, And, you know, Oregon didn't just magically get to be a top two or three team. Um, it, It was based on coaching. And same thing at Clemson and same thing at Rutgers, um, to a much lesser extent here. Uh, We're seeing them actually be competitive in the big Ten, competitive with Michigan, beating Purdue, beating other teams. Like they, they can do it. It's been shown multiple weeks now, half the time, half the games they play. I mean, they're competitive or winning. So that's, that's all coaching (laughs) and credit goes to the players too, but Certainly, coaching has something to do with it. Um,
1: As I yeah. said though, youngster, you look look at the roster from a year ago to this year. It, right? Did it make a major leap in in talent? No. Maybe, in some, in. maybe in some Maybe in some positions. Sure. Yeah, a few guys here and there, but it's not a major overhaul where all of a sudden you went from we suck and we can't win a Big Ten game to oh, we got a bunch of five star recruits on this team. <laughs> no. Yeah. So, yeah, I give the players a ton of credit. But, again, it's it's the organization, it's the program top to bottom. That is, they are playing within the means of what they're trying to accomplish. They have a common goal, and they go out and play hard. And, you know what, I know being around and being a coach, sometimes playing hard doesn't warrant the results of winning. Believe me, I've been there. I've been there in a rebuild year as a coach. And you know what? You can give me 120%. You can leave all your blood, sweat, tears on the field, but guess what? We're just not good. Effort's not good enough against teams that are the best Division II soccer program in the world. You know, we can't beat them. It doesn't matter how hard we try. So, I mean, then you know, Rutgers is going to have games like that, like in Ohio, against an Ohio State, against maybe a Penn State. But then you get that team where, you know what? A team takes you light, and hey, you're more talented than us. But guess what? We're gonna we're gonna beat you with effort, because we got enough skill where we can make enough plays that we can beat you. And that's what Rutgers is doing. So I'm I'm gonna use your phrase. Hats off to Rutgers for me, you youngster. I mean, that is yeah. my biggest surprise of the Big Ten this year.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let me see here. Okay. I, I'm on a, a new computer, by the way. So
1: new computer.
2: Looks so, different, yeah. I for did, don't ask me why. Did is youngster but, buy you a new computer? Well, that's the funny thing is it came last Christmas, so I've just been <laughs> holding off on uh, switching everything from my old one to this one, and I'm still not even done yet. But yeah, so it's 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 different. Um, it's it's a good different, but it's different um so uh for this week uh, starting at noon December 5th Saturday uh so no Friday games that's that's surprising that's different um already Minnesota Northwestern has been canceled should be noted that Northwestern is 5 and 1 they've already played 6 games so theoretically they could actually sit out the rest of the way and uh, have some nice some nice bye weeks and you know Vacation time going into the Big Ten Championship, but I don't think they probably see it that way. Um, but that's just you know, it is what it is. And this is where um, my earlier rant about the
1: 21 days, youngster, the Minnesota game being canceled, and Minnesota with their with their outbreak, and you now they got their players that can't play for 21 days because of right. the protocol. It, <sighs> you're, you're you're telling me that they're they they can. So this is the this is where I have a problem with this you're you're gonna you're gonna cancel a game last week against wisconsin which is fine but now all of a sudden you're gonna cancel the next week game right which would be that 14 days see you 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 found out that there's positive tests and you have not contained it within another seven days i mean we've contained it in our house our little house our little house here in green bay my wife and i have contained it my wife and i have it my son doesn't so how how do you not continue with all the measures you have to be able to play a football game a week after you cancel one because of a COVID outbreak? Does not make sense to me. So I'm really getting going on this thing now. It's, it's more pissing me off now that I've contracted this and have a lot of time to think. Maybe I'm being oh, yeah. more contrite in my old age now. Since I did turn 50 last week, youngster, how about that? No Thanksgiving and my 50th birthday. Happy birthday to the old man. Guess what your present is, COVID-19.
2: Yeah, not the, not I do. (laughs) Uh, I'm not bitter. (laughs) Not at all. Um, Yeah, once something happens to you, once it directly affects you, it makes you think more about something and have a bigger opinion, um, bigger take on something. So that's, you know, that's human nature. But that's not, you know, anything other than that, in my opinion. Um, so there's so there's six games scheduled to be played. Um, again, we don't know with some of these, like Ohio State, Michigan State, at noon, supposedly, on ABC. Troy, I'll let you guess the spread. We'll, we'll kind of breeze through these games here uh, to wrap up the yeah, show. I mean, there's, timely, but.
1: Yeah, there's nothing really to get into each of the games, I mean. Ohio State at Michigan State. No, no coach. I mean, sometimes the coach is worth a couple of points, but you still got your players. I say Ohio State. It's at Michigan State, right? Yep. It's at, not that it matters with no fans. I'll say Ohio State by
2: twenty and a half. Twenty-four. Um, so you're right there. Uh, as far as, by the way, for those listening in I, I I do not I personally do not I know some but I do not know who is being left out of games if these games are being played due to COVID. I just I have not kept up with every single team every single instance of what players might play might might not uh, the timeline how it breaks down based on when changes they were, by the hour yeah so I you know my apologies <laughs> Genuinely. No, you don't need um, to apologize. By, yeah. It literally,
1: literally changes by the hour. As I, I watched the ticker on ESPN, everything changes. Before, yeah. like like two years ago, you could watch the ticker on ESPN go by. You could go and you could clean the house and you could get, you know, a milkshake and a burger from McDonald's, come back and watch the ticker, and it would be the exact same thing. Right. Now. I'm sitting in quarantine and the thing changes the second time it goes through. Like yeah. updated news, update, 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 COVID 19 update. So the things change every hour.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You're correct. But also, we are recording the show on Tuesday, December 1st. So we are a few days ahead of schedule here as far as the show is concerned and when these games are being played. But. Yeah, Ohio State, Michigan State, obviously Ohio State should take care of business. Hopefully it actually happens so that Ohio State can prove itself in the Big Ten Championship. At that point, if they lose, they lose. I'm an Ohio State fan. Of course, I want to see them win every single game by 100 points. But if they lose, they lose. I just want them to actually have the chance at proving themselves (laughs) or not. Uh, So I think that's fair as far as a uh, desire. But maybe that's just me. Nebraska at Purdue, Troy, uh, also at noon. <laughs> oh, Nebraska at
1: Purdue. Wow. Shoosh, This might be a this might be a pick'em game. I'm gonna say since the game is at home, they'll give Purdue the the whatever the one and a half COVID points. I'll say Purdue by
2: three and a half. It is Purdue by two. Um, so you're you know basically spot-on in the sense that it's pretty much a pick 'em em game. Um, the other thing I wanted to, uh, to mention, let me see if I can pull it up here. Uh, Rondell Moore did come back um, two weeks ago for Purdue, so he has played in two games now. Um, I don't... I believe it was a... I don't I don't remember if it was a hamstring thing. I I believe it was more of an injury thing. Um again the exact details I I'm not sure of and you know, the, but regardless. Um it it's been nice being able to see Purdue's offense score thirty and lose, but <laughs> it's it's been nice uh being able to see Rondell Moore back on the field, um, that first game. I mean, the first quarter I think he was extremely impactful, him and David Bell. I mean the, those two were Again, future NFL receivers, um, without a doubt. But anyway, so it's it's nice to have Rondale Moore back. But yeah, that's that's really all I have on that game. Um, you know. We'll see what happens in that game and discuss it a week from now, but <laughs> not gonna go
1: maybe we'll discuss at,
2: it at Purdue at this point. <laughs> we'll we'll go over it. Go over all the games. Uh, if, it, if it's if that's Yes, very true. Uh, also at noon on Saturday, Penn State at Rutgers, Troy. So
1: this this is this is that game you're looking right now at the standings, and if if you're just like a a non, I don't want to say a non, you can't be a non cat If you're a casual football fan, perusing standings, and you're like on like sports book betting, and you see. Rutgers has a better record than Penn State, and you're not like a uh, history of the Big Ten. You're like, wow, Rutgers is having a better year than Penn State. I think Penn State is a better team. But you know what, Kevin? Yeah. Rutgers, I, like I said, they're going to play for 60 minutes. They're going to play for 60 minutes. They brought Michigan to triple overtime. I mean, Penn State beat Michigan by 10, and Michigan's in shambles. But I think Rutgers is going to hang tough. But I don't know if the odds makers are actually buying into Rutgers yet. Right. But it is at Rutgers. So not that it matters. If if it was in Happy Valley with 100 and some thousand, it would be Penn State by probably 24. But I'm going to say, I don't know. This is a tough one. I'm going to say Penn State by thirteen and a half.
2: Yeah, it's only Penn State by ten, which again is—it's a joke um, if you you know said that spread a month and a half ago, going into the season. But here we are, and Penn State's looking up at Rutgers six games in on the standings. so, yeah, uh, this 10-point spread, it's the smallest spread between these two teams since 2015. Uh, Penn State won that game by 25 points. <laughs> so they covered the spread there. That was an 8.5-point spread. Um, and Penn State said, no, we're we're a little better than Rutgers um, by more than 8.5. So, but, again, Penn State is playing as poorly as I've seen Penn State play in a long time. You know, Again, we'll see what happens and diagnose the game afterwards uh, next week, next week's show. But, yeah, I, Penn State's got more talent. They should win this game by double digits. It shouldn't be a contest, but they have not played well. <laughs> Sean Clifford has no, not played No, they have well. not. He's been benched. Um, it was supposed to be a very close game between them and Ohio State, and that was going to determine the Big Ten winner, and Penn State has certainly fallen short of that as far as expectations are concerned. The other three games here, um I'll save the best for last. Uh we'll go with Iowa at Illinois at three thirty Eastern. So there's three noon games, three thirty through three three thirty Eastern time games. Nice little punk twister there. Um but anyway, Iowa at Illinois. Troy.
1: Iowa's playing well. Were well, they win four in a row now? Yeah. Illinois as being Illinois. I'm going to say I'm going to say
2: Iowa by fourteen and a half. Iowa by thirteen and a half. So <laughs> just under the two touchdown mark, as opposed to over. Um, again, you're basically hitting most of these. Um, obviously, not right on the head, but you're getting the Close. grand scheme. Yeah, Close. Um That's all you can ask for. Um, this game, realistically, uh, I don't know Brandon Peters. I. Again, his timeline, I'm not 100% sure in terms of when he is returning for Illinois. Um, let's see here. Supposedly, he would be ready for this game in terms of the, his timeline, just based on what I've read. But regardless. Um, it, it's it's ever-changing um, it this game regardless though I should win this game they are the better team overall they've been hot they know to ride Tyler Goodson on the ground um, that's the way to win when you have a new quarterback Spencer Petras is you know he's got talent he's capable but he's a new quarterback in the Big Ten um, and you've got a proven running game I was learned that over the last month that's why they've won four straight so I don't see things really changing in this game. No, nah, they should be uh, able
1: to pound the ball
2: on the ground against yeah. Illinois. Yep, absolutely. Other three thirty game, uh, Maryland at Michigan, Troy. Huh.
1: Maryland at Michigan. When's the last time I said this is, could be a pick'em game? Maryland is right. nowhere near nearly as talented as Michigan, but uh, again, I, I believe Harbaugh is mentally checked out. I believe the players are just going through the motions. It is Michigan against Maryland, more talent.
2: So I'm gonna say Michigan by six and a half. Again you're close, Michigan by four and a half. Uh, Maryland's got to his brother. The when's the last
1: time though when's the last time a Maryland Michigan game was under a touchdown? Oh yeah, I know. When? We right. we, we I, literally I don't th- I don't think we would find it. I don't think if we went back every year, we would find a spread where Michigan wasn't favored by less than a touchdown against Maryland.
2: No, no, not, not since we've been doing shows, which is, I mean, this is
1: not since you've been alive. Probably youngster. (laughs) When's the last time Maryland was relevant? When was, was it Flacco Flacco's from Maryland, right?
2: He went to like Delaware state or something. Okay,
1: so it's not even, I'm, I'm, I can't even remember the last time Maryland was relevant in football. They were maybe for a year or two, but they probably didn't play Michigan at that time because they probably weren't in the Big Ten.
2: Right. They had good years. I forgot when that that was. The '60s, '70s. They haven't had good years
1: in the Big Ten.
2: No, no, they haven't. So yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I would
1: imagine. I, I would. I would imagine if we went back every year from the inception of Maryland in the Big Ten to now. That there's never been a spread less than seven. Yeah, probably never a spread less than double digits. Ooh. Probably
2: right. I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree with that. I'd have to if look. You're, it up.
1: If you're a Michigan hater, you're cheering hard for Maryland today uh, this weekend. Cheering hard.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And so Maryland can get it done. Um, they've you know they're two and two. Um, they, again, if this game happens due to COVID and all the stuff that has happened, um, you know, uh, Maryland's capable, uh, they started out the year terribly and then they have somewhat righted the ship in the games that they have played over the last month or so. Um, so realistically, I mean, yeah, four and a half points spread, it sounds about right. Unfortunately, no respect from Vegas, no respect. No, definitely not. <laughs> but anywho, last game here: um, Indiana at Wisconsin, three thirty Eastern, ABC on Saturday. It's Tuesday. going to be a good one. I think that'll be a good one. Like you said, no panic.
1: Right, right? Yeah, right now, no panics. And that Wisconsin defense—they've got to be itching. They've got to be itching. I, I was upset when the yeah. game when the when the Minnesota game got canceled, Kevin. That's one of my all-time favorite rival games. Not just to right. am a Badger fan. But those games, those Badger-Gopher games, are always intense. And the yeah. thing is, be- be- because that game was not on, I walked, they, it was pretty cool. Uh, what they did is they condensed a bunch of games into one hour, like the whole game into one hour, and they just fast-forward. Like, the, the, the play was done, and all of a sudden they are up to the line, they were running the next play. So like right. you watched the whole game in an hour. And that was being yep. played on Saturday. So I got to watch, like, eight of the, eight of the Paul Bunyan-Ax games. It was awesome. <laughs> I saw some Russell Wilson. I saw some of my old guys that I really liked, some real the old games. It was awesome. I loved it. But this game, Kevin, that Wisconsin defense is for real. I, I, I've said it. it. It sucks that they can't play in the Big Ten championship game. This is, the, to me, that this defense – They've always had good defenses. Big burly, we're going to beat you at the line, but they always had trouble on the outside containing the edge, right? This defense, to me, Kevin, they fly to the ball now, sideline to sideline. They're quick. They're fast. They can get pressure on the quarterback. New quarterback in Indiana. Graham Mertz, I think, will learn from his last game against Northwestern maybe a little bit overwhelmed, I don't want to say he wasn't prepared. I, I can't believe that Paul Christ was not going to have him prepared. He's a young kid. He's going to make mistakes. you got to take some of those growing pains, right? I think he'd learn from it. He's going to be a good one. I think Wisconsin is going to go out with a with a chip on their shoulder, not, not in a bad way, just we want to play. Like we want to play, and I think they're going to go, and I think they're going to beat Indiana handily. I think it'll be double digits because – Indiana doesn't have a quarterback. It, right. so it would be a different story if they had their starting quarterback. What I think Vegas is going to say, Wisconsin and Indiana, Indiana having a good year, but the quarterback is not out. I'm still going to say they're going to favor Wisconsin on the road by five and a half. No, Wisconsin's, Wisconsin's at home. Oh, Wisconsin's I mean. at home. Yeah. All right, so Wisconsin's at home. Then Wisconsin is favored by six and a
2: half. Touchdown favorite. They're favored, they're favored by 14. So, of course, Troy, you've been basically right on all of these, and the one you get wrong is you not giving Wisconsin enough love, which it's it's a weekly tradition. It really
1: is. (laughs) Now, if you think about what I said, though, youngster, what did I say? I think Wisconsin wins by double digits. Yeah. I was trying to pick a spread, and I guess Vegas really believes that not having a starting quarterback against this Wisconsin defense is really important because – Think, think if Indiana was healthy, youngster. That's right. not a 14-point game. There's no way yeah, the, that they're the, going to favor
2: favor Wisconsin by 14. Yeah, this would be a one-score game, in my opinion. And it, it's evidence in the NFL. Um, if you take Rodgers against the Lions um, and the Packers and what the spread would be, you're talking probably close to 10 points. Uh, if you take Rodgers out of the equation and you throw in whoever their backup is and you say, okay, what's the spread now? Yeah, Packers still should win, but three points, four points, like it's a touchdown difference. According to Vegas, as far as quality quarterbacks compared to their backup, it's around a touchdown. That's, that's what Vegas usually gives good starting quarterbacks compared to their backup. And I think you're, you're seeing it right here. Um, Nothing against I n I And the thing is, I never picked a Badger right.
1: I never picked a Badger spread right. No. No, you don't.
2: <laughs> but, uh, by the way, Indiana's quarterback, Jack Tuttle, um, he is a talented guy coming out of high school, and Wisconsin recruited him, a number of places recruited him. Um, he Where did he start? Uh, da, 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 da. I found it, and then I lost it. Um where did he start? Was it UCLA? No, I lost it. Utah. Um so he originally signed with Utah, transferred, um, now backing up at Indiana. he's he's a talented guy. I wanna say he was a four star recruit. He can throw the football. Um, but again, it's you know, it's different when you have a big ten potential player of the year at quarterback compared to a backup who is talented but obviously not, you know doesn't get the reps not as refined as, you know, against a really good defense too. So, yeah, I'd I'd expect Wisconsin to win by a couple of scores. Um we were, we are not even talking about locking any of these games, but no. Yeah.
1: There, there, no way. I mean, it's just
2: too crazy of a year. Too crazy. We're we're too crazy. We could go winless in terms of locks of the week <laughs> this year. <laughs>
1: No, uh, we we still got a couple weeks, youngster. We'll, we'll, we'll see, we'll see yeah. if this... And and see, if we did any this week, you could just blame it on the COVID. You just blame the old man COVID. Blame <laughs> the old man's COVID on it. And, this is and one I, of I, I blame that lot. show on that. So for everybody listening in, if you think I'm off my rocker, I'm sorry. I am, I am, and I'm still recovering from COVID-19. Um. <laughs> I mean... I'm not using that as an excuse, but I told you, youngster. I just don't. I don't feel like myself. You know, I yeah. just feel fatigued, and you know, trying trying to trying to get by day by day. But uh, I, again, I do. Before we leave, I do want to thank Interpeak uh, Coffee for sponsoring our virtual studio line, and I do again want to thank all my friends and family that listen in for all the support that you've given me over this last week, including yourself, youngster. I appreciate it. Uh, it has been a trying week for my wife and I as we both battle COVID, uh, but we'll we'll get through it. And, uh, again, I do appreciate all the support, all the thoughts, all the prayers uh, that people have sent my way on social media. So I do appreciate all the fans. So thanks for all your love and support. Anything else before we let the fans go, youngster?
2: No, get healthy, and hopefully we uh... – get some big 10 games to well we'll get some i'm sure but oh, <laughs> hopefully get some. the, we get, the majority some. of big 10 games to watch this weekend
1: Alrighty. righty get that new computer set up youngster for, for our radio show that was recorded on Thursday. but for the youngster i am the old man hope everybody stays safe wear your mask don't spread children. we'll get back at you next week same place same
0: time